How many more times are you going to light yourself on fire to keep someone else warm? How are you teaching those around you to love you? Do you truly want this person, or are you just attached? Now imagine this. You're the happiest that you've ever been. Money is no longer a struggle. The relationships around you are all healthy and happy. You're challenging yourself and finding your flow within the universe. The work that you do brings you fulfillment. You bring joy to everything you touch. You look amazing. You feel amazing. You're treating yourself with so much kindness that it just naturally drips off of your aura and into the rest of the world around you. Now keep imagining it. Imagine it, visualize it, manifest it, and create it. Hello, beautiful people, and thank you so much for joining This Is How You Heal's first official episode. My name is Yada, and I will be your host. I am a clinical mental health counselor, spiritual and mindfulness life coach, poet, artist, and all-over creative soul, here to invite you into a transformative space where healing, personal development, and growth are all laid into our foundation. Today's episode discusses the book The Sacred Art of Letting Go by Vishnu of Vishnu's Virtues. He's compiled an abundance of captivating knowledge from spiritual masters to deliver us with really engaging life lessons on letting go. Today, we're going to cover how to actually accept the process of letting go, recognizing how our behavior hinders us from releasing trapped emotions that push us into these relationships, how to drop an ego view of the situation and view letting go as a part of our universal connection and the start of our own journey, And lastly, the art of compassion and how important it is as the final step of the letting go process. You do not want to miss out on these lessons to help bring you into alignment with your higher consciousness. Stay tuned. Your transformation is happening now. The first step of letting go being acceptance seems like it's the obvious, like why is this even a step? But honestly, You can say that you're accepting something, but everything internally, like mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, especially emotionally, is doing the complete opposite of accepting. Sometimes we accept things for the time being, but like subconsciously in the back of our head, we keep thinking like, what if? What if this person changes? What if they're actually ready for a relationship now? What if they're no longer emotionally unavailable? What if they're not abusive anymore? What if they go to therapy? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if, and we just get caught up in the what ifs and we get caught up on like the breadcrumbing of somebody coming back and giving us a little piece and we hold on to it and we're like oh my god I'm gonna hold on to this and this is gonna you know be the change that I was looking for I don't have to let go anymore if this sounds like something you have done or you are currently doing you have not accepted the idea that you have to let go you have not accepted you you continue to keep yourself in a state of limbo like you are not you're you are waiting for somebody else's actions to determine how you are going to feel emotionally we may not have the power of circumstance but we have the power of choice we have the power of choosing to replace our negative thoughts with positive ones we have the choice to rewire ourselves We've been going about life in a survivalistic mentality because we've been surviving for so long, but you have the choice to no longer survive, to rewire your brain. You have for so long had your brain put negative thoughts in there. Like it's not even your voice anymore. It's just voices of society, of family, of 
community, whatever it may have been. So imagine something something going on replay and it's all negative constantly, constantly, constantly. And it, there's a comfort there because as much as you know it's painful and it sucks and no one wants negative thoughts, it's just been happening for so long that it is what it is at this point. So replacing it with positive thoughts, it's not easy. And you're not going to believe yourself in the beginning. You can, every time a negative thought pops up and you try to replace it with a positive one, it may seem simple and it may seem like, oh, I'm just saying it, but you have to truly believe it. And that belief doesn't come simply. Like it really, like you have to say it enough times that, okay, like let's say that the negative thoughts are, I won't find somebody that truly loves me the way that I deserve to be loved. And that is your core wound. That is like, I'm unlovable, you know, wherever that came from. Your negative thoughts are validating that core wound. So if your core wound is I'm unlovable and we're trying to change that to I am an abundance of love, what are the positive words? What are the positive thoughts that you have to say to yourself on the daily to make yourself believe it? What do you have to do? Do you have to journal? Every time a bad thought comes up, do you have to replace it with a positive one? Do you have to do mirror work? Do you have to? There's a million things to do. And I I gave a few examples, but you need to remind yourself that there is a choice to stay. There is a choice to leave. And there's a choice to put yourself in the driver's seat with this newfound awareness No longer will you let your trauma sit in the driver's seat while you're in the passenger side trying to hold on to the steering wheel, making sure that you stay on track. And you're not not the one that's in control at that point. And honestly, one of the biggest steps to acceptance is learning how to accept, which I know I've said a few times, but I just want it to like be burned into your brain. It's not something that you just do. Like I'm not gonna be like, just accept it. And you're like, all right, bet, accept it. That's not how it works. You need to learn how to do it. You know, I gave a few examples, but also remember that toxic relationships are not just there to like cause you harm. Toxic relationships are there to teach you what you like and what you don't like. You need to take a step back to realize what is triggering you in this relationship. Instead of looking at how they hurt you, look at how they triggered you. Make those changes and set those boundaries for yourself so you know that you are choosing yourself every single time. Does that make sense? Like you are not looking at this person in the sense of they're not in the driver's seat. You are of your life, of how you feel. Nobody can make you feel something without your um, acceptance, without your permission. Nobody can make you feel any type of way without your permission. When we go back and we start reviewing our past and observe it deeply, if we're standing firmly in the present, we are not overwhelmed by it. We can't be because we're in the present moment. You know, have you ever heard anybody say like when you're um, depressed, you're in the past and when you're anxious, you're in the future. And then when you're in the present, that's why it's called a present because it's a gift. There's a reason for that. And that's how I want you to be able to view your toxic relationships. Sometimes when you grow up in survival mode, you never really had 
the ability to look at things neutrally. It was very chaotic. It was very up and down. So you just naturally grew a mindset of chaos, of up and down, of accepting those things. Toxic people ended up looking very safe to you, even though they made you feel very unsafe. And I feel like you have to have gone through that to know exactly what I'm talking about. When you aren't taught growing up how to emotionally regulate regulate and how to ch- choose like healthy partners and you never had an example of any healthy relationships around you, the universe is going to teach you. And how is the universe going to teach you? They're going to teach you with other toxic relationships. The universe is not sending these people to hurt you. It's an experience. It's for you to go through it and learn from experience. Because how else are you going to know? How else are you going to be led to podcasts and books and things like this that are going to give you the steps to be able to change? You had to learn. There's that step of learning to lead you to that step of of accepting what actually happened. Okay, the last part to accepting letting go. This one is one of, honestly, I think like one of my favorite parts of when I learned this but honestly, it was one of the hardest as well. The idea of control versus connectedness. Think about how you feel like you need to control the outcome of things. You need control over, if I text you, you have to text me back. If I say I love you and I do these things for you, then you have to love me and do things for me back. If I give, you have to give. I need to be able to receive and why don't I ever get to receive and why do I always end up with emotionally? Why are you trying to control the situation? It sounds manipulative at this point, doesn't it? Like I'm like, let's, let's be honest, like the brutal truth. It sounds manipulative. And honestly, when we want control, okay, when I say control versus connectedness, what does connected, connectedness look like? What did I just say earlier in the step of like learning? Understanding that things happen for a reason, that the universe is trying to teach you something. So there's the whole thing is a lesson. It's no longer you versus them. It's no longer, the narrative is no longer who was right and who was wrong. We're not creating divisions anymore. We're not getting caught up in the chaos and the dysfunction. We're not polarizing the other person. We're looking at it as as a oneness, meaning that you and them are connected. You're dancing this special dance the universe has put into your life. You are cut from the same cloth. You are able to see the universality of everything. Your ego wants to separate it, but that no longer makes it human. It's a spiritual experience. It's a spiritual lesson. It's a spiritual connection, bringing you closer to your soul mission to self-improvement because when we don't learn, the universe teaches us. This allows you to connect with yourself in the life that is meant for you. Okay, I said the next step is going to be recognizing how our behavior hinders us from releasing trapped emotions that push us into these relationships. So this brings me to step of release. Okay, now I'm going to hit you with a quote real quick, right? By Ram Dass. This is from his book, um, Polishing the Mirror. When working with pain, give it space. Allow it to be and know that your awareness of your pain is separate from the pain itself. 
Opening yourself to the pain allows it to be a part of the reality you are witnessing and decreases resistance to it, allowing you to relax around it, open to what it is, acknowledge it, give it space, bring your awareness to it as another sensation. Pain is and you are. Whew, I love this. Okay, this makes me think of, you know when folks say like, you are not your thoughts, you are the observer of your thoughts. Now, I am not um, sad right now. I am feeling sad. So I am not sadness itself. I am the person who is observing the sadness. I'm feeling it. It's a feeling. It's going to pass. Not going to be like this forever. You know, um, the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, there's something that he said that's always stuck with me. He says that life is like a heartbeat. It goes up and down, up and down, up and down. If it were to to be completely flat, you would be flatlined. You would be dead. That's not how it works. And as a reminder, you need to give your pain a seat at the table. You have to look at pain as, as, like I said, like that physical thing. Take it out of you. Look at it in front of you. Where did this come from? How is this causing my behavior to, you know, act a certain way that is not how I want to act? What are the trapped emotions that are pushing me into this relationship? The trapped emotions are what what is causing all of the pain. You need to be able to release those feelings through shadow work, through crying, creativity, therapy, get all the gunk out. There's so much in there. You know, I recently just read this book and it was about um uh limerence and limerence is this thing where okay think of like when you first meet somebody like this like spark hits you they're so special you're attracted to them you definitely want to get to know them and you're just like consumed by them then you fall into this state of like you know getting your feet wet you start to flirt you like show interest do they like me too like that you you become fixated on this emotional connection with this person and then that's when it hits you you're mentally captured that's it like every waking thought is just completely consumed by this person whether you're with them or when you're not with them and then it shifts to like an addiction like you are just thinking of it's an obsession at that point all you do is you crave being with them and then that's when you start to notice that there's withdrawal on their part. They're not meeting this expectation that you have for them. What is that? Where is that coming from? That's coming from a core wound of neglect. That's coming from a core wound of not having somebody show you all those amazing feelings of being chosen and accepted and loved and you never had that your core wound your inner child right now is screaming like it is so excited that it's feeling these feelings and then as soon as that is not on the table anymore we start freaking out because we got to taste it and we want more doesn't that sound like an addiction that doesn't sound healthy anymore we need to welcome accept and transform our feelings When we have never been taught to do so, we are not going to blame ourselves for what happened. It's not fair. We're going to give ourselves grace and mercy. When there's zero control management of our feelings, 
We can't deal with them. We either hide from them, run from them, or lean into them too hard and then overthink and just have it consume us. Remember, we are not controlling anything, including our feelings. We need to let them out. We need to give them space. Don't run from them. Sit in silence. Zero distractions. See what comes out. Literally go on YouTube and look up a 10-minute guided meditation. And just sit and be in the present moment. Talk to yourself. Journal. Write out whatever you're feeling. And if you sit there with the journal in front of you and you're like, I have nothing to journal about, literally write down the words, I have nothing to journal about. I am sitting down in my room right now. I am looking at a white wall. Like literally just start writing whatever until I promise you it'll start flowing out. And then you have to face those feelings. Move your body around. Trapped emotion sits in us physically. The mind-body connection is a real thing. It's so real. Move your body around. So much of our trapped trauma is is in our body, mostly in our hips. Start doing trauma-informed yoga. Like right now in this day and age, you don't have to pay for anything. You can just go on Google. You can go on YouTube. You can go on TikTok. You can go on Instagram. People are just giving all of these beautiful lessons out. And then another thing, focus on intentional movement, like physically, mentally, emotionally. Make sure intention is backed up by everything because intention comes from intuition. It doesn't come from, you are in the driver's seat. It doesn't come from your trauma. It doesn't come from your trauma being in the, in the driver's seat again with you just trying to do your absolute best to keep you on track, Right? We need to be able to face our fears and release these emotions. We need to give them a space. How do we start operating from a space of us being in the driver's seat? Of our intuition, of our soul? Okay, you know what I really love hearing? Knowing that you are not a human. You are a soul experiencing a human experience. Think about it. Your body is your home. You're not your body. When, when we pass, when we're buried, our body stays here and our soul leaves. We're a soul. We're having a human experience. So how do you awaken your soul? How do you let your soul, your, your intuitive nature, your divine self, how do you let that part of you start living your life? Because when you're in survival mode, you're, you're in trauma mode. You're in in everything that's ever happened to you in the past, plus generationally everything that's happened to your family in the past that's embedded in your DNA and your cells and all of it to kind of take the lead. And you are just struggling, barely breathing, try to gasp for air. How do we let our soul awaken? I'm going to hit you with another quote. Um, So this is from Gary Zukav. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. He says, Every experience that you have and will have upon the earth encourages the alignment of your personality with your soul. Every circumstance and situation gives you the opportunity to choose this path, to allow your soul to shine through you, to bring into the physical world through its unending and unfathomable unfathomable reverence for and love of life. How do we make... When people... Okay spirituality is basically getting to the truth to the light to the essence of who you are 
that's where like most religions are born from this idea of like having a spiritual experience with God or the universe or uh, whatever um, divine spirit that one believes in, right? It doesn't matter what you follow. So much of our existence is in masks, titles, expectations, stereotypes, distractions, labels, identities. Like it's, it's keeping us away from who we actually are. In spirituality, being able to open up your soul to something. I don't care what tool you use to get there, whether it's um, Christianity or Judaism or Islam or uh, voodoo or literally any spiritual practice. It does not matter what the tool is. And I feel like as human beings, we focus so much on the tool and we're not really focusing on our internal power, our spiritual ability to, to look at the light within us. No more identities, no more stereotypes, no more expectations, no more masks. Who are you before all of that? Who, like, what, who's your soul? Who is she? What, is, what does she love? What makes her confident? What makes her excited about life? What makes her ready for her day? What makes her feel at ease? What makes her feel, what causes her to be anxious? What causes her to be depressed? What, are, what causes all these things? Go within. Awaken by letting go of, your, of the past yous created by surviving identities. The past you. There's so many different versions of you that have been created for identities that were created for you to survive. I needed to create this version of myself, the codependent version of myself, to survive. I had to create this angry version of myself to survive. I had to create this emotionally abusive version of myself to survive. Let go of those past versions of yourself. You are not those versions anymore. You can't like you you can't stay there anymore. You're choosing not to, right? You're choosing not to. No longer is your mood dependent on the mood or behavior of others. That's a trauma response. Your awakened self makes space for awakened relationships. How do we continue to do this? That is with our last and final lesson, the step of compassion. The Dalai Lama says, our compassion towards others is limited, partial, prejudicial, and conditioned by whether we feel close to them. Genuine compassion must be unconditional. When you have childhood trauma, of abuse, emotional abuse, neglect, all like literally anything like from uh, fear of abandonment. Just there's the list goes on. You were never loved unconditionally. There were always conditions to how you were going to receive love. There were always conditions to how you were going to be treated. That's kind of what leads to a lot of these toxic relationships. Like, you know, when like, you know, if your partner like huffs, they're just like, <sighs> you automatically go into fight or flight mode. You're like, oh my God, what's wrong? What did I do? How do I make this go away? Who used to do that? You as a kid. How did you know if you were about to get your ass beat or if, you know, your parent was in a good mood? You had to be really good at body language. You had to be really good at reading people. It was a survivalistic mentality. So you fall back into it. Love was very conditional for you. Compassion is liberating. Compassion is unconditional. There is an abundance, never-ending supply of love. Compassion is your personal power. 
It allows you to see things outside of the surface. Give yourself space and time. Allow yourself, if you fall back and, and have regression and go back into whatever toxic pattern, don't look at that as, oh, that's it. I, I suck. I, I'm not never going to heal. I'm never going to look at me. I keep going back to this person. I keep going back. Bro, shut up. I'm sorry, but shut up. Give yourself compassion. You already tried to do, like, you already tried in so many different unhealthy ways. Let's, let's do it in a healthy way this time. No more attachments. Give yourself compassion. Look at things. If I fall back, that's okay. I'm trying. I'm going to get back up. Cardi B said it best. I love Cardi B. Her one her one song, Get Up 10. Please go listen to Get, uh, get Up 10. Knock me down nine times. I get up 10. You will always get back up. I don't care how long it takes. I don't care if it's years. You will get back up. And you need to be able to see the strength of that. You have survived 100% of your bad days. Are you kidding me? There is life after failure. There is life after. And what is failure? Stop being afraid of failing. If you knew, okay, You know how many times I have put off doing this podcast because I was afraid of what people are going to think or I didn't think it was going to be perfect enough or I didn't know if I would know enough and now I'm literally sitting in my room with a microphone I bought off of Amazon. I swear to God. And I'm just talking. I just wrote up some little script with an outline and I'm talking because I can't be afraid of failure anymore. I just have to do it. If you knew after your fourth failed relationship the fifth one was going to be your soulmate, would you give up on love? No, you would not. Because you're like, let me get this shit on the road. Let's like, come on, chop, chop, chop. Let's get this over with. Let me learn these life lessons so I can get to that. But just because you can't see the end view doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And doesn't mean you can't start seeing it. If you have been operating by default and default has been survival, and you change your default to thriving and abundance and love, guess what's going to come to you? Thriving, abundance, and love. What you put out in the world will come back to you. You need new habits, undoing negative thoughts and beliefs, releasing, setting boundaries, disciplining yourself. It all requires strength. Not only strength, there's the most important part, Oh my God, I keep saying everything is the most important part. Please excuse me. You're going to have to get used to me saying that. But the step of trust, you have to be able to trust yourself and you have to be able to trust the universe. Like I said, if you knew the fifth relationship was going to be the one, you would not give up. If you knew the seventh um, application to the school was going to be the one, you wouldn't give up. You would write those six knowing the seventh one is going to come. Letting go requires trust. It requires trust in yourself and trust in the universe. Trust that when mistakes are made, you make better choices. Hold yourself accountable. Did you hear me? Trust that when mistakes are made, you make better choices after. Why are you here? Why are you listening to this? Because you want to make better choices. You want to know how. Hold yourself accountable to that. 
and take it day by day, take it step by step. There is so much out there on this whole self-improvement, personal development. There's a billion different avenues and it can get so overwhelming to the point where you're like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. And you just stop because it's easier to just like pause and, and be numb to it all and then fall back into toxic behavior. So I want to challenge you to just pick one thing every day. And I don't care what that one thing is. If you wake up and today it feels like, you know what, I want to do a guided meditation on YouTube. I only got about 10 minutes. Okay, push yourself to get onto YouTube because sometimes it's even hard just to get yourself to do something good for you. Trust me, I know. When you're in a state, especially when you're depressed, when you're in a state where like you can't even take a shower, brush your teeth, keep your environment clean, take it step by step. One thing that I like to tell my clients, like my clients that come in for depression, if you can't keep your space clean, let's say your room is really, really dirty, pick one color, like the color blue, and anything that's blue in your room, put it away. Put it away. And then the next day, choose something else. Maybe it's moving everything into a corner. Discipline yourself even for the little things. Actually, discipline yourself especially for the little things because it's the little things that's going to get you to the big things. It's the little things that are going to get you to that that exciting life that you are waiting to live. It already exists. It's already there. It's already happening. That reality, you just have to get to it visualize it existing remind yourself that the universe teaches you through experiences that mirror how you feel inside when you visualize it internally the universe will give it to you and it'll test you it'll test you be like are you sure you're ready for this it'll test your patience it'll test your strength it'll test your emotional ability to accept things It'll test you, so be ready for it. Prove it to yourself, prove it to the universe, and and you'll soon learn that those are the same thing. Yourself and the universe, it's the same thing. I'm going to end with a quote by Rumi, one of my favorite poets. The wound is the place where the light enters you. Imagine how dark and deep the wound you have. Guess how much light gets to go inside there now. And you get to start doing that. You get to start putting the light in there. I really, really, really hope that you've learned something from this today. I'm sorry I yelled. (laughs) I get really passionate when I start talking about these things. Thank you so much for joining. I hope the journey of letting go is one that brings you so much love, unconditional love and clarity in development, personal development for yourself. I hope it heals you. I hope it helps you realize that you deserve everything, that you are abundance and abundance will come to you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday for another episode of This Is How You Heal. Thank you and have a beautiful day.